Carolyn and Michelle, yeah. please raise your right hands. Okay. Mm, it's official. And repeat after me. All righty. I do solemnly swear. I do, I do solemnly swear. To search those tubs in my basement. To, to search, search those tubs, tubs in my basement. For pet rocks, light brights, and back issues of tiger beat. For pet, pet rocks, light brights, and back issues of tiger beats. To call my mom and ask her to look for... To call my, my mom, mom and ask her to look for my Charlie's Angels trading cards. My, my Charlie's Angels trading cards. To sing loudly and with feeling. To sing loudly and with feeling. When a Barry Manilow song comes on the oldie station. When a Barry Manilow song comes on the oldie station. I commit to unearthing and upholding. I commit, I commit to unearthing and upholding our cultural references. Our cultural references. And in so doing, and in so doing, we will save the world. We will save the world. So help me, Fonzie. So help me, Fonzie. Hello, world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who had no limits on their screen time and learned about making love on AM radio. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. So today, we begin our mission of saving the cultural references of our 70s and 80s childhoods. I'm Kristen. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the PCPS. Carolyn, for those new to the society, can you please tell the good people who the hell we are? Oh, of course I can, Kristen. Once upon a time, there were three little girls who went to the same writing group, and they were each assigned very hazardous duties. Wait, is this a Charlie's Angels thing? Yes, Michelle, but just let me finish. And they were each assigned very hazardous duties, like creating a line of pop culture greeting cards, writing TV recaps for Entertainment Weekly, and writing about teen idol crushes in novels and on Instagram. But I took them away from all that, and now they work for me. My name is Carolyn. Oh, yes. Okay, so they don't technically work for me, but I did make them do this podcast. And she's right. We are all writers, and we met in our writing group. And Carolyn did create a card line called Jotted Lines, which may or may not have some hilarious Gen X-themed cards. And Michelle, you did write about TV for Entertainment Weekly, along with other fangirl-focused pieces. And Kristen, you did write a novel about a teen idol crush that inspired a storytelling project on Instagram called My Celebrity Crush Story. Yes, all of that happened. But the truth is, it really started with Sean Cassidy. But we're going to make you wait for that story. Okay, so our first act of preservation really began in this room. Yeah. It's very room. For sure. We're, well, we're doing our best to slowly and surely preserve our childhood bedrooms. But we've decided to turn our basement into a groovy attic, um, kind of like Greg Brady did. Yep. So we've been bringing in fun little things um, to represent, that represent our own memories. Like, I brought in 
um, we have Dapper Dan and Dressy Bessie. We have a Donny Osmond Barbie. Um, a lot of is not, he's not straddling the microphone today. No, Donnie's today. usually straddling my mic. It's, yeah. it's a good look for him. But no, he's over there sitting next to my um, framed 8 by 10 autographed picture of Sean Cassidy that is ironically autographed to me. It's not my it's not my favorite Sean Cassidy picture cuz he's wearing he's wearing a leather jacket unzipped with a nice smooth chest and then it looks like he's got his hand inside his jacket like he's like he's itching his nipple or something. I kind of like it. Anyway, it says it says to Michelle on it um, which strangely I have no memory of. Um, we have let's see we have a lava lamp yeah. We have a carpenter's poster on the wall with the uh, pixie haircut, the little um, yeah. little elf haircut that Richard yes, Carpenter has. Poor Richard. Who I did, think Karen looks way more like that. an elf, but Oh, um, you do? For sure. Well, you know they both do. That haircut, man. That yeah. is just It's sad that it's too much. Their stylist let them do that. Uh, and oh, we have an Apple's Way lunchbox. We have That's an one Apple's of my Way favorite things. And if you don't know what Apple's Way is, it's okay. That's you'll right. be inducted into the society, and eventually you'll know. Apple's Way was only around for one year, so it's all right. But we're going deep here. We're going deep. Yeah. And then I think the best part, my favorite part of the attic is um, Kristen has decided to sit crisscross applesauce in an orange <laughs> bean bag, but she can't get, get up out of it, so she I has to roll to the it. side and push herself up. <laughs> Off the floor. Oh, and wait, Carolyn and I can't help her because we can't get within six feet of her. So. That's right. Because we are We just have to watch her. distanced. And it's funny to watch her. And I have videotaped or vi- recorded it on my phone. Watch it's dangerous get getting out of a bean bag. You know, I think yes. now I'm going to need to put that video clip, Carolyn, um, maybe on the Instagram story. Yes, I think. Um, I'll own it. Anyway, own so it. we posted some pics. Actually, speaking of Instagram, we have posted some pics. Um on our Instagram stories in the past, and they live now in a little highlight called podcast. So oh, if cool. you want to see, and I'll keep taking pictures as we keep bringing things and in. And I think our... we have plans to, to bring more things in, don't we? Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have some Greg Brady beads too, but I don't read instructions, and so I can't figure out how to hang them up. So something happened in May of 2019 that would bring us to this place, sitting in front of these microphones right now. The book that Carolyn is talking about that I was working on it was a seventh grade girl was the main character who had a crush on a teen idol. That is true. It was inspired by my own real life love affair with Sean Cassidy. And when you write fiction, you have to occupy the brain space of these characters that you've created out of thin air. So every day I would go to work and I would travel back in time to really myself. I was traveling back in time to myself when I was in love with Sean Cassidy. And you guys, when she would, um, when Kristen would read like an excerpt from the book during writers' group, oh my gosh, she became that character. She what she is a middle school girl living in a Gen X middle aged body. Well, yeah, but it was so re- it's so relatable. <laughs> oh my gosh, because it's it's written from such a place of honesty, and it's so relatable to. Um, just that whole storyline, that whole kind of like trope of, of, you know, the, the crushing on the celebrity is so relatable to us in our memories, but it's yes. relatable Isn't to that us crazy? in a different way now. Well, I, I went, appreciate you saying I that. I went immediately when she said it was about Sean Cassidy. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you're like my middle school bedroom, Sean plastered on the walls all around me. Picture this, girls. I had these giant headphones on that were like from the 70s with like the foamy stuff in them. Stole them from my parents' stereo, plugged them into my turntable, put on the album, 
put on Take Good Care of My Baby. And Classic. I would not listen to the whole song over and over. I would listen to the first few lines because Sean did them in this breathy voice where you could like hear him inhale and exhale. And I could hear Sean Cassidy breathing. My tears are falling because you're taking her away. And though it really hurts me so, there's something that I got to say. That just say. made him so real to me. It was just crazy. And so you, when I'm talking about this novel that I'm writing, it's not like you're going, oh, this is such a great novel, Kristen. You're going, oh my God, you're speaking to yes, me. Yes, You're speaking to me. Okay, now Michelle, your, your experience with Sean Cassie is not the rom-com that Carolyn's experience <laughs> right. is. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to love him. I was. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> my older sister. So we're talking about 1978, right? Mm-hmm. 1977, 79. Um, my older sister claimed him. Yeah. And this is a thing. This is yeah. a thing. This happens. You can't. But here's what's yes, so the funny. The older so my older sister it. is Carolyn's age. So she's three and a half years older than I am. And so my older sister claimed Sean Cassidy and assigned me Parker Stevenson. Understand. Parker Stevenson is a little older than Sean Cassidy, so in my eight-year-old mind, he was like dad. <laughs> it was kind of, kind of so like, yeah, when we would play like here. Hardy Boys girlfriends, Parker Stevenson had to be my boyfriend. Okay, um, you know what's funny is that I watched watching the Hardy Boys one time with my grandma, and my grandma claimed Parker Stevenson. Oh, thanks. So I know, I know. And at the time, this was very awkward for me. I was like, this is not a grandma thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get one. You know what's weird, though? I can look. Yeah, so like, so I, I didn't have any um, Sean Cassidy posters on my wall, but I got to look at my sister's. I didn't she allowed you personally to look at her have posters. any Sean Cassidy records in my room or playing on my little turntable, but I got to listen to my sister's through her door. Sometimes her door would be closed, and I would listen right outside oh, her door. Oh, Michelle, this but is like breaking my heart. No, but here's the thing. I was definitely a fan, but I don't look back on that and think, and I wanted to love him so much. It made sense to me. He was hers. Like, well, yeah, he was hers, and I had, at the time, I had Donny Osmond, and it was okay. I loved Sean Cassidy, but I sort of liked him like a brother-in-law. <laughs> not brother-in-law. Not right, because brother. he was my sister. Oh, because she was married to him. That's well, right. obviously. Yeah, right. Okay. So I, I, I was a huge fan, but I don't have the memories you guys do of him being my crush because I was never allowed to have that. And I don't resent that. It was just how it was yeah. in my family. He was hers, right. and so I couldn't have him. So, um, But I have um, one of my best Sean Cassidy memories is... Um, Besides my autographed eight by ten glossy that I somehow <laughs> where he's got, tickling his nipple. That must there must be a story behind that. Um, but yeah, so we would do my sister and her best friend who lived across the street. We would make up dances as you know third and sixth grade girls do, and right. make their parents watch them all the time. And um, yeah, the summer or the the year I was in third grade, we made up a dance to That's Rock and Roll, which. I still remember the choreography too to this day, and remains. And you're going to teach my... it to us, right? For you're sure. Te- yeah, we might do that as a little. Obviously, video. we're going to have a little choreo session <gasps> yeah, after obviously. this. Uh, matching satin jumpsuit or tracksuits. Um, oh no, but, but I like the black leotard one too. You do. Where yeah. you're just wearing the black leotards <laughs> with my Tony Tennille haircut. I love the Tony Tennille um, haircut in your black leotard. Yeah, that song though is one of my favorite. Not only one of my favorite Sean Cassidy songs, but. When people say, like, what's this, one of your favorite songs from the 70s, that's the song. I don't know if it's because we did the dance to it, but I just have such a, a strong memory tied to it. So, 
Yeah. So it's so yeah. You're, I think this is really interesting to differentiate the different kinds of um, the different kinds of love. Is that right? Is there <laughs> yeah, kinds of I love? You, okay. I think we can say okay. love. Infatuation. Yeah. Obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way we obsess is different. Okay. So back to May of 2019. Remember, this is where this all started. In May of 2019, I have this finished manuscript in my hand. I do have to reiterate, too, that um, this novel that they're talking about is not a published novel. Yes. If anyone knows any literary agent, It lives in my desk so right it now. Yes. It um, will be. And, but that's okay, because I've, I've written another one. We keep on moving, right? Okay, so in May of 2019, I have this finished manuscript in my hand, and I have been spending the last, like, two, three years being a, a 10-year-old girl in love with Sean Cassidy. And I happened to come across an announcement on oh, the social yes. medias what was it? about a concert by Sean Cassidy, uh, an, uh, his first appearance in 40 years. I don't know why I'm the covering goosebumps right now. <laughs> The last time he performed in public was at the Houston Astrodome in 1979. And here on the socials, I see that Sean Cassidy is going to be giving a one-night-only performance at a small winery in Southern California. And to me, this feels like an emergency situation. Yes. And so I go to my writer's group and I announce, I'm doing it, you guys. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. <laughs> Sean has called. <laughs> Sean I has must called go. Me. I'm leaving. And Carolyn sticks her neck out. I did. And I said, I'll go too. <laughs> Guys, it was like, I can't even explain. This moment where I could give a, this gift of a Sean Cassidy concert to my 11-year-old self. It was a no-brainer. I mean, we were going to do this and it was going to be... Magical. And this was, I have to say, this was a big step in our relationship because at this point we're colleagues, basically. Correct. We're colleagues. We are going to share a hotel room together. We're traveling together. I always say it's like we were going to move in together. Is this, yeah, we were taking this big step in our relationship. We were. So you know for how her you were going to decorate, though. You were going to have Sean Cassidy posters on the wall. Right. <laughs> but the fact that we had this shared um, love, and cr- it was like we almost skipped all these levels of friendship. We could skip you had the that, levels. Um, right. We had the shared, intense... She didn't make me choose Parker Stevenson. No. We could <laughs> both have yes, him. Okay, so Michelle, you're at the table when mm-hmm. this is going down, right? Right, right, right. right. And so I'm the new girl. So I had just come into writer's group um, maybe like uh, just a couple weeks before you guys started talking about going on this trip. And you guys, I was dying. (laughs) I was instantly envious. I mean, this was the type of fangirling quest that was right up my alley. I wanted more than anything to yell, I'm coming with you. And by the way, I'm Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet you. Um, But I couldn't. I I was still a new girl. um, And... Just as someone who had always been the new girl during my childhood, um, my lingering issues kept me from doing more than smiling and wishing you well on your quest um, and keeping my mouth shut. And it's okay because my well, therapist loves me. Right. And I'm sure. <laughs> this is what we're therapy good. No, we're is good. for. Seriously, this I'm fine. I promise you, Sean, I believe, is going to be doing some more concerts when all this pandemic crap yeah, is that, over. Yeah, that one night only thing did not turn out to be one night no. only because, well, he didn't know if anybody was going to come. And it turned out that we all came. Yes. We all came. And he had to add nights to his one show in Southern California. And then he had to add some East Coast shows. And then that grew into an announcement of a tour this year, which unfortunately had to get canceled, or I should say postponed for COVID. Yeah. I do remember, though, do you guys remember I was, um, even though I had just met you, 
I, I wanted to trust, I, I wanted to support your, like I keep calling it a quest, but because that's what it, it was. was. It was it a was grand a adventure. Yes. I wanted to support it somehow. And my sister-in-law actually has a direct connection. Yeah. Um, she knows someone who knows Sean Cassidy. So I wanted to do anything I could to help you. So I was like emailing and texting and I had her on it. And, um, and we for one sure reason or another, it didn't, it, it didn't pan out. But for a while there, we thought it was going to, and I was texting you guys. Oh, no, like, yes. And then I even remember when I was sending you guys the texts, yes. feeling like, are you guys going to get these texts and sort of be like, who are you and what are you texting <laughs> no, me for about we this? Were but so excited. I was so excited about your adventure that I thought, oh, I just, there's got to be something, like, there's got to be some way I can help them fulfill <laughs> their mission. <laughs> If I can't um, go on the quest, I want to stick right. my toe in the quest. Yes. Right. I wanted to help you succeed. Um, but yeah, I was just so excited for you. And, and again, it was just one more thing that made me think, oh, these yeah. are, these are some, we're going some on a path. Sisters. We're yeah, going we on are. a path yeah, together. And, so. and this is, you have to understand that this concert was not like a stadium concert. This was not something where you, um, you know, order yeah. up your tickets on Ticketmaster and you stream into the concert venue and you wait through four warm-up bands to get to the to the. This was this was teeny. Yeah, this was teeny. I mean. Well, Carolyn, I'll let you tell the rest. What, well, is, yeah. what was this concert so, like for you? Um, well, I'll get, to set it up a little, I, I'm guessing maybe, what, 150, 200 people or yeah. something? I mean, not a lot at this winery in um, Southern California outside of Santa Barbara. So you were kind of encouraged to, and it was, um, we didn't have reserved seating, so we wanted to get there early because we wanted a good seat. And so did It turns out that wasn't really necessary because he was like 10 feet away from yes. us. It was amazing. I know. This is the definition of an intimate yes, concert. Yes, definitely. Um, a but a lot of experience. other people had the idea of getting there early for the same reason, and so they had a little wine set up for us. And then we just um, Did started you say wine talking. or line? Oh, wine. Oh, wine. Okay, okay, wine. So we drank yeah, wine fantastic. in the line. Okay, that's wine in the line. <laughs> um, line, wine. Meanwhile, Kristen is clutching her um, novel, and we're trying to figure out a way that we can get just him drop it. A I, want, the I want page. him to sign it. I want yes, him to sign that's it. That was our ultimate quest. Um, and in the meantime, I'm not very shy if we haven't gathered that yet. Um, so at, we just start talking to people, and you guys, it was again like this immediate connection because you obviously have this shared love of this now grown man who was at once your celebrity crushes. No, he was your husband. Well, right. Yes. Like this was the depth of feeling that the people in line had. Yes. They, but they were not under the impression that he was going to be their husband today. They were able to look back in time right. at their yes. at their funny eleven year old self, thinking that they would actually right. get it's married. It's the memory of it that connected you. Right. all. because yes. sure. we yeah. had these shared memories, and we had the you know memory of the album cover. There was somebody you know people had brought their albums, and um, I mean Kristen and I. I made some friends that are we follow on Instagram now and one woman was like you need to come visit us and <laughs> it was just so great and I just have this thing about connections and just mm -hmm. to feel immediately connected to these people was it was just magical and then that feeling just continued as we went inside because as you said Kristen we're super we're close to him um when we saw like when you walk into the venue and you see the the distance of your chair from the stage I was like this might be the best day yes. of my whole life so he's gonna, <laughs> I might feel that breath that I heard yes, so I right. might <laughs> blow my hair back or something it was that close <laughs> I mean, he was just so um Personable. I mean, he came out there as a storyteller. Okay, and tell me about tell me about the moment 
when he comes on stage. Now, we remember the last time we saw him, he was 19 years old. And let's do the math. How old was he? You do the math. I okay. want to know what you thought the moment he came on stage. Okay, so... Um, like, I want to know what both of you thought, but... I want to know too. Well, and I have to remember, I'm kind of also living for Kristen. I have, I'm having this dual experience yeah. because it's for me, but it's also watching someone else that you mm-hmm. care about and love and what I, like also have this experience. Yeah. I was enjoying that for her as well. So I'd look over at her <laughs> and I got to say, she might have channeled the 11, 12 year old oh. better than I did. And I think I have video of some of that too. Yes, that we do. Oh yeah. And that's going to that. go up on the stories Where as well. Where it's 10 year old Kristen yes. is doing her thing to da do Ron Ron. Oh, what a good oh one. Oh my gosh. Yes. But the moment when he comes out on stage, so they start, was it That's Rock and Roll? Is that, was, was that the first song? Is that the first one? I was Oh, hell, I would have been doing that choreography. Oh, okay. so what I want to do. I like my guitar. That's rock and roll. Okay, so they start playing that intro, and you know he's going to come out. And I prepared myself. I know that this is a 60-year-old man. And I'm going to be honest with you until you said that. I'm still picturing, when you guys are telling the story, I'm picturing... 1979, Sean no, Cassidy walking out. No, no. I know, is, I know, he's I know. Not, it's 2020, and it was. Here's the thing about without objectifying people. It was 2019, um, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was 2019. Without wanting to objectify people, I was, I was prepared for the fact that this was not going to be a 19-year-old boy coming out. It was going to be a 60-year-old man. And it was a very pleasant surprise. Yes, <laughs> the 60-year-old man that came out. He looked 60. It's not that he didn't look 60. But we need. It's it's lovely when somebody looks their age and is also yummy. Yes, Rollo looks like that too up close. I'll just tell you. I'll just drop that there. We know you've told us. But also, he wasn't trying to be a nineteen-year-old. No, so he I was think not. That was super attractive too. Yes. It what wasn't. was he wearing? He was wearing. Um, well, he started. Of course, I, I do. Course I'm wearing does. my Sean Cassidy pants today. I'm wearing the pants that I wore to the she concert is. today. My Sean Cassidy pants. Um, they haven't been washed. He was wearing dark <laughs> pants and like a dark T-shirt with a vest over it. Oh, that's right. He may have started with dark a jacket over the top, but then he took it off. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good concert attire. He was not trying to be something that he was like a sixty-year-old man. Yeah, he did. He okay. dressed uh, like he dressed like um like a cool dad a cool dad yeah. okay. yes not a dad who was trying to be cool right like he Just wasn't wearing cool dockers he was not no. okay good no no he was styled well um and he sounded exactly Aww. the same i think that was one of the biggest things for me is when he opens his mouth and you're like holy shit <laughs> Sean Sean comes out. yes it was 1977 yeah, yeah, yeah. sean cassidy coming out of the mouth and that's when you're like i'm just gonna have to sit down for a minute here <laughs> yes it was uh, just, to, like I said, to watch Kristen and her face and that collective experience. There was something about being in that room with um, those people and all having this shared, could, it was palpable. You could feel it. Was there, um, was it all female? There, no. No, no. In fact, there were two that, yeah. men in line with us um, who, who were... Um, well, who do you? Okay, I'm oh, totally messing this up. It was two men in line, but they were not in love with him. They never said they were in love with him. They never said that. Right. I don't think. But they came prepared with eight by ten glossies to share with I everyone in the audience. And wasn't one of those men one that had written the book? Who was the, that had <gasps> oh, written that kind yes. of Partridge Family David Cassidy yes. kind of? Um, I don't exactly know, but 
We'd better get that. Yeah, Is we'll it publish get that. that. Uh, yes, I'll. We it will add it in the show right. notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, uh, Thank you so for reminding me about that. Tense. And were they the ones that had the? Did you already say that? that yeah, the photographs? they had the yeah. eight by ten glossies. Yes. One guy had his Sean Cassidy album. Um, and there is something, I think you keep saying the word palpable, and I think the reason that is is because we were literally riding a similar wave because we were people who experienced the same thing at the same moment in time, roughly at the same age, which was a very emotional experience. And we were all at that one moment coming together yes. to re-experience it. And that, like I said, it was magic. And I... When I got home and I was trying to tell my husband and my family about it or anyone who would listen, I just kept getting stuck. I'm like, I cannot exactly put it into words. You almost had to be there. Yeah. Except then Kristen posted what I thought was the most beautifully written Instagram post. Thank you. In the history of Instagram. (laughs) And she somehow was able to um, articulate and kind of put into words what that experience was like. And I was just hearting it and liking it on social media. And I thought... Sean Cassidy has to see this. He has to know what this, this is. So meant Carolyn, to all right of us. here. So I did what. Yes, is what, yes. Some, this is what I Carolyn does. For Carolyn, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her I, gift. This is her superpower. Well, yeah. I don't know. It might be kind of stocky, but we'll, we'll start referring to it as she pulled a Carolyn. Yes. She pulled a Carolyn. I pulled a Carolyn, and I messaged it to Sean Cassidy on, through Instagram. Who knows? You know, if they look at their stuff. But I thought, who knows? I there's potential, and so I did just that. And then we noticed something. What did we notice, Kristen? What happened? Um, Sean Cassidy reposted it. <laughs> it was that good, you guys. And he said, and he said, okay, I have it memorized. I was okay. about to he say, said, you don't need your phone. Right. It's, it's like in- his comment was, "All we have is the moment, Kristen." He used your name. He used I my name. He, he spelled it wrong. But you know what? I'm really okay. used to people spelling my name wrong, and I'll take any spelling of my name. He said. All we have is the moment, Kristen. And then he posted and he, and my Kristen words. Said, and I want to spend yes. all the rest of mine with you. And then we got married. <laughs> the end. And, and we lived and happily podcast, ever after. Everyone. <laughs> no. And I, it was all because of me. Yeah, and it was all because of Carolyn. <laughs> it was. It was all because of Carolyn. I'll be forever grateful to oh, her. Gosh. Okay, so fast forward to just three months ago, Michelle had an idea for an article she wanted to write. That's right. Yeah. So I, so now it's been, it's been about a year and what, three months since, um, since your life-changing experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, um, this summer I had pitched an idea. Um, I'm a freelance writer and I pitched an idea to the editor of an online publication I wanted to write for, uh, which is the girlfriend, which is sponsored by AARP. It's real fun newsletter, um, for women in their forties. Um, just a, a wide variety of of different types so of articles. So not like mush bush, Brussels sprout yeah, no, recipes no, no, no. Not, or whatever. Not, the, not, not the about how to clean your dentures. Our AARP. Although we love AARP. Yes, we do. And if you would mm-hmm. like to um, sponsor our podcast, AARP. That's right. Reach <laughs> out. Um, DM us. Um, anyway, so I pitched an idea about fangirling after 50 because I knew I could write about it from my own experience, but I also knew I wanted to pick the brains of some like-minded yeah. fangirls. And because of that trip, and because of Kristen's um, My Celebrity Crush site that she runs on social media, um, and just the bond that we all shared and that um, the friendship that had developed then over the past you know, year after your um, quest, um, I knew you two were the ones to reach out to. So yeah, 
this summer in August um, because of, you know, we couldn't get together, obviously. So the three of us um, had a little Zoom call and we talked for a couple hours and I expected it. I expected it to just be kind of a giddy conversation with us gushing about our crushes. Um, but it you, was giddy. And it was giddy. Yeah, um, yeah, there was but giddy. It, it surprisingly and happily, it turned into a deeper discussion about not only what it meant to crush on celebrities back in the 70s and 80s, but how those crushes still give us what we need in a much different way today. And the conversation wound its way through many areas of our childhoods and the pop culture moments that defined them. And, you know, we found ourselves laughing oh, guys, um, until guys, we were crying so over just the common connections we shared. And which then led us to just talk about the power of nostalgia and how especially right now during yeah. this really difficult time, um, we need it more than ever. And it's so comforting. And um, yeah, and then at the end of the call, we were just feeling so good. Yeah. And Carolyn says, ladies, I'm starting a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I said, I would listen to us. I mean, that's how much fun I had. Or I didn't care if anyone listened to no, us. No, that's exactly what you right. said. You yeah, guys, right. I don't care if anyone listens to us. I'm starting a podcast. And you said, write this date down. Yes. Because we're going to want to remember it. And it was Carolyn's wedding anniversary. Yes. So we... August 19th of and this year. So I think you did that on purpose, so we'll never forget your wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> There's that, too. There, or I won't ever um, forget yeah, it. Yeah, and so not. then um, I wrote the article, and um, we got right to work. We, we yeah. had to do most of it... Um, most we do a lot of Zoom calls. We do a yeah. lot of texting, and we it figured out where to meet. It became like almost a um, a savior in the time of COVID. It really right? did. Like it gave us something to connect over, something else to think about, something to distract ourselves with, something to laugh over, something to you know. Let's just let's just get off this COVID path and let's and let's have a little fun. And we found out that this the. the the nostalgia aspect, the things that we were talking about, were really we were making heart connections over it. Yeah, and I think it's not just us. I think that um, that that's happening right now to to so many people. Um, the power of nostalgia. I mean, we've been seeing it even pre-COVID um, with a lot of these reunion shows and mm-hmm. a lot of the reboots oh, yeah. um, with shows that people loved in the '80s and in the '90s, but. Um, you know, especially during COVID, there's been a lot of um, cast reunions from um, from shows. You know, we just listened to the the Happy Days yeah, cast. Yeah, three of us the, did that. that the was living members, most so of them, fun. get together. So, so old casts are getting together to raise money for COVID. Um, you know, related issues or um, before the election for political ones. But I think the power of nostalgia is is like really big right now um, because it's comforting and it's it's very comforting right they've done um a study since march and a full 50 percent of people have admitted to taking cover from the disease from the pandemic from the things going on outside our door taking comfort and taking cover in the tv shows and the music of their youth Mm -hmm. 50 percent wow i mean that's meaningful that means this is a serious coping mechanism and I think it's just the and it's just the sense of community that we feel um, right now. We're at odds with each other and for a lot of different reasons. But you know, this yeah. brings us together. It's a sense of you know, it's a it's a sense of connection and a yes. sense of community that we have um, in these memories. Absolutely, I agree. It feels and so it's good. all because of Sean Cassidy. We Thank you, Sean Cassidy. We love you. And I think now that we should celebrate Sean Cassidy oh, with oh, a game. A game. <laughs> This game is called Name That Cassidy. Oh, gosh. Here's what we're going to do, gals. Okay. 
I'm going to name a song title. And okay. you're going to tell me which Cassidy sang this song. Oh Sean Cassidy, David Cassidy, Jack Cassidy, oh. Wait, or who? Shirley Jones. That's their dad. Okay, okay. Jack Cassidy. So, <laughs> it's their dad. It's their dad. Okay, okay so Sean Cassidy, <laughs> duh. David Cassidy, doy also. And if you don't know who David Cassidy is, I, I'm surprised that you're listening to this we might podcast right now. I think you all know Keith Partridge. Yes. Um, Jack Cassidy is their dad, and he was a very famous Broadway actor. Um, Shirley Jones, of course, is their mm. mom. She made mm. all the Cassidys. Yeah. And my husband, when I was <laughs> when I was going through this with him last night, he's like, "You can't do Shirley Jones. Her name's what? not Cassidy." And I was like, "You shut your mouth." <laughs> Wait Shirley Jones is a national Can treasure. I, I, can't, I might have to back up and do a little fact check on you. I don't think she's David's mom. Oh, no, she's not. She made oh, the thought, other Cassidy's. Oh. She made Ryan and okay. Patrick oh, and good. Sean. Oh, okay. David Cassidy's, just to show off my knowledge, okay. David Cassidy's <laughs> mom is Evelyn Ward, who is Jack Cassidy's first wife, and she was also a Broadway actress. Okay, Thank you. patting okay. myself on the back for Very that. Very good. Jack Cassidy, um, like I said, was on Broadway. He was also very um, kind of a perennial guest star on a lot of 70s TV shows. He was on Columbo quite a lot. Wow. I'm um, guessing he might have been on Love Boat. Maybe if I saw a picture of him, he I, was for, I, I, bet he, I bet he was on Love Boat. Well, but here's an interesting fact about Jack Cassidy. Um, the role of Ted Baxter on the Mary Tyler Moore <gasps> show was written for Jack Cassidy, and he wow. turned it down. So does he have that, type of, that same type of humor? Yes, he does. He's, he's the same very, type of actor like he's Ted He's very charming. Okay. Um, and yeah. I don't personally know the man. I mean, he's died, of course. <laughs> but um, I would say charming in a way that might make me back up a little bit. Super mm, charming. Um, so he was not, he turned down the role of Ted Baxter, but he did make a guest appearance on the show in 1971 as Ted's brother, where they were like competing against each other in their level of arrogance and pop- pompousness. Oh my goodness. Mm, I might have, have to Google right? that one wow. to watch. And of course, Shirley Jones, like we said, is. Uh, is Sean Cassidy's mother, um, and she's a national treasure. And if you ever meet anybody who doesn't like Shirley Jones, Mm-mm. you run turn around run. and you run away. Mm-hmm. This you is true. run away because that person is right. broken. And she is still alive and looks yes, she beautiful. Is. And Lovely I think, woman. I think we might have Shirley Jones in all of our games because that is how important she is. She is. Okay, are you guys ready to play our game? And we can confer, right? You can we're confer. We're not put it against each other. Yes, you're not. Let's don't forget, no, I had to not. listen to all these songs through a right. bedroom door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name this song title. You will tell me Sean Cassidy, David Cassidy, Jack Cassidy, or Shirley Jones. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, the first one is Teen Dream. Well, I think I'm going to go with Sean because yeah. that was on our shirts and everything. Yeah, and I think that was my that's my gut. Is that okay? We're going with Sean Cassidy. <gasps> Yay! Okay. That is correct. Teen Dreams by Sean Cassidy. I think I love you. Well, that's David. Yeah, David. That was an okay. easy that's one. That's a hard one. Jeez. I know. Surrey with the fringe on top. Oh, that's that's Shirley. That's, yes. that's one of my favorite Oklahoma. Shirley performances ever. It's from ever. the musical Oklahoma, oh. and Gordon McRae actually sings oh, most so of the song, but oh. I just think anytime you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to reference Surrey with the fringe on yes. top, you should. Well, you can, we can do My White Knight because, oh no, the My White Knight is from uh, Music Man, isn't it? No, I don't think I don't, so. I don't, my White Knight. I don't know that one. I don't either. No, I, what is that one? Okay, Michelle will do some homework okay, for us yes. and we'll find out. She's, okay, she d- knows her music. Ducks and chicks think he's better scurry. When I take you out, my story. Okay, um, <laughs> I woke up in love this morning. I happen I don't to know, know that this oh, is good. David. I'll let you do that. 
I woke up in love this morning. I'll try not to do that for every oh, song. I listen to all these songs fun. now. Okay, are you cheating, Michelle? Yes. No, I'm just searching my white knight. Oh. Okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually have a playlist pulled up. <laughs> She's like, David Cassidy. Really? <laughs> okay, the next song title, Mix and Mingle. Oh, that's got to be a Jack, because he was like, yeah, I could see him with a drink totally, in his hand. That seems like a, like a rat Dean hat Martin, type of song. Frank yeah, Sinatra. let's say Jack. Yeah, Jack. You guys are good guessers. You're good guessers. By the way, that is um, I was correct with. It's Music Man. Is that from, oh, does it have a title in be- before it? Is it no, like something my slash My White Knight? No, it's My White Knight. I know okay. my, my daughter sang it, and she's a musical theater major. Oh, I'm so. deferring to you then. Okay, Mix and Mingle is from the 1952 production of a Broadway... God, whatever. A 1952 Broadway production of Wish You Were Here. I didn't see that I don't even know that show. Um, The more you know. This is... You guys are going to win. Hey, Dini. Oh, Sean. (laughs) Would you come out? Yeah, Sean. I won't sing either. It is the number one Sean Cassidy song. Is it really? Is it really? Yes. Well, I mean, for me. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I would pick to do Ron Ron. Yeah, me too. It's my personal number one. Is it really? Written by Eric Carmen, right? Isn't that oh, right? Oh, well, gosh. Jesus. I don't know. No. Do we know? Hey, Dini, won't you come out tonight? Okay. The next one is Morning Girl. Oh, gosh. That's also Sean. Oh, is that Sean? Oh, that's Yeah, Sean. yeah, yeah. Caroline. Sing that just... one. What is that one? Well, that's another one that has some breathy in it. Okay, let me find um, it. You know what? It's super we'll breathy. We'll, Carolyn will play that. And we'll put it, it in. And it actually yeah. sounds a lot like Davy Jones. Yeah, I'll insert it. You okay, know. okay. Yeah, it's very breathy and it's it's very Davy Jones. Yeah, it has like a um, British. He almost sounds British when yes, he's singing it. Yes, it totally does. Yeah. Or almost like a girl in yeah. a good way. In a good way, of course. <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Good night, my someone. Oh, that's Shirley Jones. Good job. Yeah, with her. You thought you would fail. Good at night, this. my someone is. And I just let me keep going. Give me a beat, and I'll tell you what is musical that it's from. Carousel. I I'm going to give it. you time. I can hear it. Good Keep going. Night, Keep going. My that one? No, that's not my real voice, by the way. I feel like that's Music Man, too. It is. It's oh, Music yeah. Man. Gosh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get two, two dings. Yay. Two dings Double for that ding. one. Double ding. I think she sent my daughter. You guys are just rocking it. I thought I was going to stump you on some of these. Um, point me in the direction of, of Albuquerque. <laughs> that would be David. That's David. Yeah, that's David. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I won't sing. That one puts you in a good mood, though, if you listen to I it. I do. I love that song. Oh, and that reminds me. I'm just going to interrupt here, but I'm working on a playlist on Spotify oh, for um, our Pop Culture Preservation Society members, and so that is actually one I already have on there, and I will... Um, oh, I can't wait to, to actually, listen to I've it. I've made a, podca- a podcast, for God's sake. I've made a playlist of this game right here. Oh, good. Also. Okay. All right. We will have a collection of yeah. playlists, right? Yeah, we go from right? Hey, Dini to Good Night, my yes, song. Totally. Yes, totally. <laughs> Where else will you do You have moods. to be willing to make big leaps like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next title, you're going to get this one too, Cherish. Cherish is the word. Yeah, but that's not the one. Oh, that's not, that's the old like 50 song. You no, know what? Is the, oh, is that the one? Sure. Yes, it is. I think David Keeping sang in mind that, that in the 70s, it was very common to do yeah, covers. Yeah, it was. Very I'm going to say okay. David sang Well, it. then, um, are you going? Okay. Because I thought, well, maybe like Jack sang It's either, Jer- I, no, I think it's, I think it's Sean or David. Uh, okay, and I just, I'm going to go 50-50 and say David. David? Oh my gosh, good job. You guys are doing really You're well. Give me my lifeline if I ever get on. Oh, Who wants please to no. be a millionaire? <laughs> we'll sink. Um, hey there, lonely girl. Oh, that's Sean. Hey there, lonely I think he but breathes. But that's a cover, home. isn't it? Yeah, I yes. think from yes, mm-hmm. one of those 50s. You'll never walk alone. <gasps> I know that. 
cry. And you're going to cry. I have such a memory. That is, that would be Shirley Jones. That would be. That would be from Carousel. Um, that would also be the soccer, the theme for, they play it in Ted Lasso and all yes, that. Yes, they but, do. Oh my gosh. But my dad, I remember making me watch that because, you know, Gordon McRae has passed and the girl, the daughter gets married and we watch Carousel together and oh, Aww. that song makes me cry. But yes. I, here's our last one. Okay. okay. Once bitten, twice shy. Ooh. I want to say Shirley or Jack. Uh, it's been twice shy. Is Let's say Jack. Music? I was. I. It a, might be. I don't know. I'm not an encyclopedia. Of Come musicals. on. I know a handful of them, but um. um you you choose it. I, I, I mean, my gut was saying David, but you know David Cassidy. I don't something. think it's David. Let's, let's say Jack. Okay, Jack. Shirley. Okay, you guys are really disappointing me here. I is it was a trick question, but you didn't well, go the direction that I thought question, you would go. Kristen. I thought you would know it from the 1989 Great White version. Once bitten, twice shy, babe. Uh, I'm no. not a big Sorry, Great White. Oh, you that, guys! Um, I thought this was. I didn't. I was I listening to like like hair rockers. No, yes, yeah. totally. It's a total hair metal song. Yeah. Once bitten, yeah, twice shy, babe. And it's got like a totally inappropriate video. Oh. Um, it's actually, so it's Sean Cassidy who did it. Oh, he that's covered gotta it. be in that album. That it's Wasp. The- it's the last album, which was a huge departure for him. Right. It, it was, it album. was, a um, so he was going a completely, utterly and utterly different direction. It's very admirable. Um, and so when you hear it, it doesn't even sound like him. Like his voice is completely different. It's very interesting. But it's a cover of a 1975 Ian Hunter song. Ian Hunter is the lead singer for Mott the Hoople. How'd you like that? Wow. Wow. I know. That is a lot I of thought information. I was going to take I'm you down a road. smarter today. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Our listeners will. They'll be so appreciative. I know. And with know. a new list of songs to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Which I can always use. Yes. And we will put Thanks, that on Kristen. the playlist. Thanks for playing, you guys. Can we say a big thank you to Sean Cassidy? We can. Oh, we can yes. look right here at... <laughs> We can all oh. look at my 8x10 glossy. <laughs> so now I think that now that we're at the end, we're coming full circle, and everybody who's listened to this podcast and is still with us can understand the irony that I'm the one that has the audio- autographed 8x10 yes, it makes framed sense. glossy of Sean Cassidy in our podcast attic. Okay, so where can they find us, Michelle? Yeah, so if you want to talk Gen X pop culture between episodes, make sure to share your pop culture memories on social media using the hashtag Retro Pop Memories. And please make sure to tag us um, in your posts at Pop Culture Preservation Society. Um, and follow along on social media. We're having a lot of fun with our Instagram page. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at Pop Culture Preservation Society and on Twitter at Pop Culture Pres One. Yes, and I must say that the comments and captions are so wonderfully written, and they're done by my two co-hosts, Kristen and Michelle, are so witty. So if nothing else, just go on there and read through the posts and the comments, because I promise you'll get a chuckle or two And the community of, of people that's showing up is really yes, amazing. The stories are great. And yes. we love everyone. That was fun, you guys. That was oh, that so was. much fun. Let's do this again. Definitely. All right, I'm here. In the meantime, <laughs> both of you raise your glasses. Oh, okay. Got it. And let's toast, courtesy of Janet, Chrissy, and Jack Tripper, to good times, to happy days, to Little House on the Prairie. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.
Information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to me, the Crushologist, and Carolyn and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, I guess there's always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded at Modern Well, a woman-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song